0: Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. It's incredible. Last week, Luminous Church started 21 days of fasting and prayer. We take that off Sunday, and many of you have joined us in this process, and it's been really good. But today, we do start the process with our Every Nation Church family, which is tens of thousands of people across the globe. We're going to fast, and we're going to pray, and we're really asking God to consecrate ourselves before him so that our vessels would be ready to receive what he wants to do in us this year in 2017, which I believe is a good thing to do. And it's also a hard thing to do. Any confession, a hard week this week, like what am I doing? Why is he doing this? This is torture. Worst church ever, hashtag. So I'm just saying that's what that's, it's difficult, it's challenging. I've been staring at my phone blankly like, what? There's no social media apps. What do I do in my life? I have no idea what I do. What do I do? I've been like reading the news, which I probably should delete that too because I'm just trying to fill up time. And, And the point of it is, is use your time to be in God's presence. Use your time to give before God. Use that time, that extra time to really seek Him for what He wants to do in you and through you and what He's highlighting. And so it's challenging. It's challenging when your wife didn't decide to fast food, but you did. Like, y'all should decide together. I'm just <laughs> FYI, because when I come home and there's baked potatoes and they smell delicious, I'm like, oh, the glory cloud is in there. It's so heavenly. It smells awesome. And all I want to do is eat. But I'm like, no, babe. I'm taking one for the team. You know, I'm going extra spiritual for us. High five. <laughs> it's been really hard. Really hard. And I've been reading an amazing book, Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. A Christian classic. And I encourage you, if you want to get closer to God's presence, you want Him highlighted in your life, I believe this book would be a tool to usher you into God's presence. And I want to pray a prayer that he prayed at the end of one of the chapters as he was asking that God's presence would be highlighted in his life. Could we pray this? It'll be on the screen. Oh God and Father, I repent of my sinful preoccupation with visible things. The world has been too much with me. Thou, thou has been here and I knew it not. I have been blind to thy presence. Open my eyes that I may behold thee in and around me. For Christ's sake, amen. Father, that is our prayer. That is our cry today, God. That whatever we see with physical eyes that we can physically touch, we're asking, Lord, that those things would just would just move away God and that your presence that more of you would be highlighted in our life and I pray that your presence would be enough God your presence would be enough for luminous church for the people who showed up today God that it would be enough and would you satisfy the longing of our souls so often Jesus I just confess I try to satisfy it through social media God, I try to satisfy it through through cravings. And Lord, I'm just asking that over the next couple of weeks, we can just lay those things aside, that your presence would be made manifest more so in our life, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are continuing our series, Knowing God. Hopefully, all of you got a devotional on your way in. This is a five-day devotional to bring you into closer to God. Just. It walks you through what fasting and prayer is. It has daily prayers, daily reflection. We'd encourage you to grab one of those if you didn't grab one of those on the way out. But our series is Knowing God, and if anything, in 2017, we really want to know who God is. We we need to know who He is, and we discovered last Sunday that we can know God through His glory. His glory manifested on the earth. His glory manifested through humanity, and ultimately, His glory manifested through His Son, Jesus. And we saw that. And today I want to talk about God's goodness. God's goodness, His character of goodness. And I would say this. It's not a popular thing to call God good. In fact, it's the atheist apologetic that God is not good. If God is so good, then why does evil exist? If God is so good, then why this? And really, we see this happening all the time. But I want to say, God is good. Have you ever stepped into the workplace or maybe the classroom and you saw somebody and you stereotyped them? I'm the only one who's done that. Yeah. So you stereotype them. Maybe the way they carry themselves. Maybe they dressed cooler than you and you're like, Psh. Isn't dead. Look at all those clothes. You know, maybe maybe he he has a certain swagger about him. Maybe there's something about him or her that, that just rubs you wrongly. Maybe they were just sitting on the front row, but you're sitting on the back in the classroom. Teacher's pet. Yeah, and we all do this. We all make these assumptions about one another in these social atmospheres. I think we've all done it. But what happens is typically you end up in a group project with them or you end up bumping into them somewhere else and you get to know who they are. And what you thought about them is not the reality of who they are. They're actually so much different. In fact, all of my best friends today, I once hated it's so true. I hated them. I'm like, man, they're arrogant, pumps. Man, I can't believe they'll never be their friend. And then next thing I know, like they're playing churches with me. Like what? I mean, come on. We're best friends. It's because I got to know them. And when you get to know somebody, you get to know their character. You get to know what's in their heart. You get to know what's going on in them and through them. And I would petition that anybody who doesn't think God is good, is because they haven't gotten to know him. Psalm 34 says this, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who takes refuge in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. To taste and see, you have to be in proximity. To taste and see, you have to get up close. Can you taste things from far away? No. It has to be visibly present in, in and around you. And that's what the psalmist is writing. He's like, I want to petition you, Luminous Church, that God is good. And if you would just taste and see how good he is, your life will never be the same. Just taste and see. It's why we want to see Jesus so clearly. Because if we see Jesus, we see that God is good. God is good, church. And how do we respond to God's goodness? We praise Him. Everybody say, praise Him. him. Woo, that's not good. Everybody say, praise Him. Praise Him. One more time, praise Him. Praise Him. Man, that's what we should do. Every time we see Jesus, we praise Him. We praise God. The psalmist goes on to write in 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. David, in the midst of his trials, in the midst of his circumstance, when he, when he thought he would be king, but he wasn't king yet, when he thought he would be further than he was, he still praised God. There was a guy hunting David, trying to kill him most of his days. How many know that would be kind of hard to praise God when somebody wants to kill you? How many know it's hard to praise God when somebody's out to get your job or out to get you? How many know that's hard to praise him? You know, we had this neighbor when we first moved to San Antonio and he had this dog that just barked. I mean, so loud that it showed up in my kid's baby monitor. You know, one of those things where we just like, to get me he's out to get me he let that dog out right when I was putting bits and down tonight he's out to get me how do you know i got to praise God in that moment praise God for this house that you gave me praise God for this neighborhood praise God that this neighbor is my neighbor praise God that he's gonna get saved and that dog is gonna go be given somewhere I'm just kidding I love that dog it's a good dog you know, that's what's happened. I, I'm reminded News Voice came out with a song, Blessed Be The Name. It was so popular, it went it went viral all over the globe. And the bridge goes like this, you give and take away, you give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. I remember people singing that all the time, hands up in the air, blessed be your name. And then I mean, everybody was just praising him. And I'm like, oh, dude, there isn't hands, but he's taken away. It just, it, it felt like an oxymoron to me. Like, what's going on? Like, why are we blessing his name if he's taken away? I only want to bless his name when he's given. Amen. One amen. Right? Like, I only want to bless him when he's given. I don't want to bless him when he's taken away. But if you know God and who he is, You know, if he takes away anything, it's for the good. That as he takes away, usually it means because something better is around the corner. And we've seen that in our life. We've seen that in our jobs. We've seen that in school. We've seen that in relationships. I mean, I say this all the time. I'm so thankful. I didn't marry my seventh grade girlfriend. He took away. Praise you, Lord, you take away. (laughs) He gives and takes away. That's beauty. I will praise him in the high, I will praise him in the low. I'll praise him when I go out, and I'll praise him when I come in. I will praise him. I will praise his name. That's what we do when we respond to God's goodness. And if we're going to know God's goodness, we have to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord, Psalm 34, four and 10. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing." How many of you know that when you're seeking God, it's amazing, what a promise that you won't lack any good thing. And I know some of us in this week of fasting, we're like, man, I'm lacking. I'm lacking sugar, I'm lacking Snapchat, I'm just lacking everything. I'm lacking good conversations because now I have awkward conversations because I don't know how to have a conversation because I never have them. But you will lack no good thing. I remember being a senior in high school and I wanted to finish early. It was about halfway through my senior year so I went to an alternative school. Went to this alternative school with all the druggies, with everybody who dropped out of school. It was kind of cool, you know, like I got to know, you know, different culture. It was really good for me. All of a sudden, I was popular. It was awesome. (laughs) Went there, and I went there for a total of three weeks because I finished school that quickly. And it was amazing. Took three months off, really did nothing. It was incredible. Just went to movies all day and stuff like that. And and somewhere along the semester, I got a phone call from the school, and what they had not known is all my friends had already applied to college. They already got their acceptance letters. Um, My friend was valedictorian of our high school, so he had a full ride. It was awesome. And I was like, man, I really have no idea how I'm going to pay for college. You know, how am I going to do this? Where is this provision going to come from? What am I going to do? And, and I don't know what it was, but it was a season where I was seeking God. And I do remember this. is I got this phone call from the school and they said, hey, you are the only one who took the SAT at our school. And we have this scholarship for somebody who took the SAT. If you would just fill this out and you'll get a full ride to school. <laughs> what? Just out of the blue, provision. Out of the blue, I knew that God was for me. Out of the blue, I knew that God was opening doors. And that's what happened. It wasn't as though I was seeking the door. I was seeking the Lord. And as I sought the Lord, the door opened. And it provided for my college. And in essence, it provided for me to stay in Midland and, and start volunteering as, as a youth intern and really launched really launched my life into ministry. God's amazing when you seek him. He is good and he shows up. He shows up. We also know that in God's goodness, oftentimes we question if he's really good. And what I think we oftentimes do when we ask that question, I mean, really good God, we're asking, are you trustworthy? How do you trustworthy? Can I trust you? If I give all my life, all of my devotion to you are you worthy of trust and i found this to be true the more and more i counsel people and and bring due pastoral counseling what i find more and more is that really every sin issue that i find is a trust issue you just quit trusting god because you quit trusting God, you start reaching out, trying to obtain things in your own strength, in your own effort, which often can lead to sin. Adam and Eve in the garden. What did they do? They had everything perfect, it was lined up. I mean, he had the perfect wife for life, man. His wife, he was there. It was awesome. It was so great. And all they had to do was just obey one thing not eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil. But a serpent spoke to him. And they broke trust. Well, maybe God is holding out on us. Maybe I can't trust what he said. So they stepped out in their own effort, in their own flesh. Moses, we see this as he's leading millions of people out of Egypt, and as he's leading them out of Egypt into the promised land, he's going, and, and for 40 years, he's seeing the face of God. He's knowing God's voice. He's knowing God intimately. He knows everything about God, and there's a moment that happens in Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20, I, I would say that Moses is like the man. We all looking at him. He's awesome. He's so great. He knows God so well, but we see this. In verse two, now there was no water for the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, if only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into the wilderness that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Lord said to Moses, take the staff and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together, speak to that rock before their eyes and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so that they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence just as he commanded. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, must we bring your, you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community and their livestock stopped drinking. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough. To honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community in the land I give them. Moses, amazing, close to perfect, has this moment striking a rock in frustration. Robbing God's glory, going out in his own effort, not trusting the Lord. And as we step out in 2017, my question is, will we trust God? Will we trust him for all that he is and all that he's going to do and all that he says? Will we trust his goodness? He is trustworthy. We see David, even David who wrote this psalm had a moment where he didn't trust God. He didn't think God would provide for his needs and he took Bathsheba, sinning. We see Judas, Who wanted to be wealthy and he loved money so much that he didn't trust God to bring him his finances. Because he didn't trust God, he betrayed Jesus. We see over and over again as we don't trust the Lord, we step into sin. Now I want to encourage us this year that we would step out and trust God. That we would be strong and courageous just like Deuteronomy 31.6 says. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. As Ashley and Tyler come up to close us out in reflection as we've been doing in this series of fasting and praying. I would say this, that even Jesus had a moment where he had a moment where he could question God's goodness. You see, it was in his last days in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was sitting there and he was praying. He had this moment where his disciples fell asleep. Surely, God, surely I poured into these men. Surely they could stay awake. Surely they would be with me. Surely they would be here. And as he goes back and prays, he asks, Lord, if there's any other way, let this cup be taken away. And what do we know? Is that Jesus didn't change the mission. He didn't question God's goodness. He didn't question God's trustworthiness. In fact, he stepped into the greatest affliction that any man will ever go through. He stepped into trusting that God was going to be good. As he was beaten, as he was dragged, as he was lied to, as he was betrayed, as he was spent on it and knelt to the cross. Those last moments, those last moments, I wonder if he knew if God was still good. I believe he did. See, he was obedient in that moment. He took our sin, you and me. He took all of our untrust untrustworthiness, he took all of our unfaithfulness, he took all of our dirty rags, he took everything that we did. He took it to the cross. And he died a sinner's death. He became sin for you and me. But three days later, God is good. And he raises Jesus. From the grave. Proving. That he is who he says he is. Proving that God is good. Church. If we can do anything in this moment. Could we just remember. That Jesus is good. Maybe you forgot it. Going into 2017. Maybe life has hit you. And circumstances has hit you. And you forgot that he's good. But he will always be good in the high and in the low can we praise you would you stand with us as we close this morning with a song Father we love you this morning we praise you Jesus that you are always good your character is goodness you are trustworthy Father when we don't see it clearly right now I pray that we would at least see you Because you will reveal it. We love you. We sing to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To find out more about service times, giving, and community groups that meet throughout the week, please visit us online at luminouschurch.org. Thank you for listening to this week's message.